Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, if our last episode is any indication, we've got some new listeners, and we have not we don't always mention our Twitter and that we are on Twitter and our email that you can contact us at. So we wanted to throw that out. We are on Twitter at Bevington Banter. I think we all also have personal Twitters, but I don't know that we're big tweeters. I don't uh, tweet email, anything. Yeah, I do eat a little bit. I've been but re- half of it's yeah. I've been retweeting <laughs> a lot of stuff. I just no, like retweet, some, and every now and then I'll quote tweet. You have some tweets. You have some decent original tweets. Me. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, I put out an original tweet. You can also email us at bevingtonbanter at protonmail dot com. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. How do we feel? Well, not I, not. Uh, I mean, bottom line is, I feel not surprised at all. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I well, don't think that it came to like. A, I don't have to like cope with it or anything because I've known that it was going to happen forever. Yeah. Even the uh, introduction of he and uh, it's Melania, right? Yes. Yeah. Even that was an announcement because they introduced him as the next president and first lady of the United States. So that told you he was going to make the <laughs> announcement. Um, I, I want to say this, I guess. Um, we play play that like uh, at the beginning of the show, like it's we're celebrating, like going, yay. I, I'm not a Trump enthusiast. So, yeah, it's not a surprise. There are things about it that I, I finally heard somebody say something today that made sense as to why he announced so early. Because you're talking about eight months at minimum before anybody else is getting in the race. And if there's one thing that doesn't benefit Trump, it's being a target. And he's just going to be the only target for all of this time. You also, not just being a target, you have to sustain momentum. And I just don't know, you know, and how you do that. It just, here's the one thing that made sense. I heard Bill O'Reilly say the reason that he announced so early and he goes, and he had to, is because he was losing money. He just was not bringing in the money and the money was going other places like to Mm. DeSantis. And so that he needed to do it in order to start really being able to, to raise funds. So that's actually the first thing I've heard anybody say as to why he announced so early that made sense. Well, it also came just in time for the attorney general Merrick Garland to name a special counsel to investigate Trump quote, focused on his handling of classified documents found at his Mar-a-Lago home and the investigation into his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol, end quote. Aren't we? That was from the article. Um, are we? Not, didn't we do this already? I don't I'm understand so... this. Mary Garland, his, this announcement, I mean, if this doesn't tell you how all of this, all of this is nothing. All of it is nothing of what they say it is. I mean, just absolutely nothing. The New York Times just reported that they, the DOJ took all the material that they confiscated at Mar-a-Lago and said, ah, oh, there's nothing there. I mean, we just had that. So what? So what is this being based on? I, I don't... Well, I do understand it's just complete corruption, but other than that, it doesn't make any sense at all. 
And for that reason, Trump told Fox News he, quote, won't partake. Won't partake? In the investigation. Like, he's not going to participate. Why would you? I mean, yeah. here's the thing I've been thinking about this the last several days, is that everything that you hear reported in the news media, imagine in an ocean, okay, I, I have... I have experience with an ocean being in the middle of an ocean for months at a time where the closest land is always several miles away, but most of the time it's straight down. I mean, it's nothing but water as far as the eye can see and at great depths. The news that we hear reported is the top quarter inch of that water. That's it. There is so much more going on beyond the sur- below the surface that we never hear about. That's also um, a good analogy because uh, the bottom of the ocean, there's a lot of places we've never explored and never will be able to. <laughs> yes, the deep, the depths are too too deep, and we'll never see. They'll never see the light of, of day, um, and that's so much. That's that's every single thing that gets reported in the media, along with the Trump announcement. It came right out, and I really have liked this guy, Alex Berenson. Uh, he writes on Substack, but he did it. He's done a tremendous, maybe as much as work as anybody on COVID, the vaccine, social media, uh, you know, um, censoring free speech and all this kind of stuff. He's been tremendous on it, but he came out immediately and said, I will basically vote for anyone other than Donald Trump. I will not vote for him. And I, I've liked, I just would like to hear a specific reason as to why, because as I said, I'm not a Trump enthusiast at all, but if he becomes the um, Republican nominee, I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm not voting for Kamala Harris. I'm not voting for Pete Buttigieg. I mean, so I don't understand. I, and I, I actually, I actually went through his contact and information and sent him an email and just said, I'd like to know a specific you're telling me that you would vote for joe biden who is continually pushing us into this war that we're in and actually potentially pushing us towards nuclear war as opposed to donald trump who extricated us from wars and did not involve us in any new ones that's what you're telling me he he might be one of those people that thinks that the moral high road in that case is to abstain from voting at all and say be one of those people like i won't be forced to vote for the lesser of two evils there's those kind of people, yeah, and they think that they're. Then you're allowing. I know it's not voting for Trump flaw. is half a vote for Biden. It, I was going to say yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. It is a half a vote for the yeah. other person. Yep. Well, since you mentioned Biden and pushing us into a war, uh, and Biden and Ukraine, we've got a lot to talk about there. So, in more recent uh, election news, so it uh, looks like the Democrats with. If anything, the it'll be a 50-50 split. So then with the vice president, obviously the Democrats will keep the Senate. The Republicans barely got the House. Um, but what that does mean... And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. Yeah, so no more Pelosi being the Speaker of the House, and she's not going to run again. And then also with the Republicans in charge of the House, they have uh, 
declared that they will be investigating the Biden and the Bidens and um, their ties foreign dollars. I'm not super happy with who they have picked to be Speaker of the House, but I do like what I'm hearing as far as Kevin McCarthy. But I do like what I'm hearing from people in charge of um, like the judiciary. Right now, we'll have committee controls. Yeah, yeah. and I have a I have a, a quick clip here of them reading of James Comer um, giving an, a, an announcement about the in, opening the investigation into Biden, and I want you to hear the line of proposed crimes committed that they're going to investigate. Did you have something before that? I was just going to say, I don't really like that his name is so close to James Comey, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll give him a break. <laughs> okay. Well, the this clip starts with them listing off the crimes that they're going to investigate, and it's it's crazy. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. All right. Human I, trafficking? More about the trafficking. That's got to yeah. be like a prostitution stuff. Maybe, yeah. Well, if you, I don't know if it's something as simple as if you've intentionally left the border open and you know that human trafficking is taking place, then you're aiding and abetting it. Hmm. Yeah, but everything that they listed, I think, for the most part, was um, having to do with his other family members' business businesses so i feel like it's probably a prostitution thing i mean it's not a stretch how many videos do we have of right. hunter biden with prostitutes if, they're probably right, all right. they're probably all trafficked if he's in business with hunter then yeah there's that's probably a legitimate concern you know there was something about this that that struck me but trump was impeached for uh the so the, the supposed quid pro quo of asking Ukraine uh, about potential dirty business dealings with Hunter and Joe Biden. Um, and now this, the House is going to investigate him for that very thing. He should Trump be unimpeached for. Exactly. So, the, but, the, but added to that, there are Republicans that signed off on his impeachment and they're now investigating Joe Biden for what Trump was asking to be investigated for what was that back in 2019? Yeah, uh yes. Wait, when was the second time they impeached him? That was the second that was the second impeachment was. It? No, no, no. No, the first, the first one. So maybe it was 2018, I don't yeah, that was the first one. They he he got they barely got the ink dry on the first impeachment before he was being indicted being impeached for the second for the January 6th 
Sorry, I'm not sure exactly what the timeline You think maybe the investigation into Trump is like a counter-investigation? So they're both being investigated at the same time? Well, they're going to be really upset when they can't find anything substantial there, but they just come up with gobs and gobs of material on Biden. I've, I mean, okay. They're not investigating Biden. Do you remember when Biden, what? The DOJ is not investigating. Oh, no, no, no. No, the House is going to launch their own investigation and questioning and subpoenaing people and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it was Rush who called it from the very beginning, back when he was still on the radio from time to time. He he would come on the radio after big events. And one of them was um, Joe Biden being, air quotes, elected um, as president of the United States. And he said from the beginning that Joe Biden is expendable. Uh, he's controllable and he's basically throwaway. Um, and then as soon as stuff like this started happening and he was no more, um, no more used to them, more of a liability that everyone would turn on him. The media would turn on him. I think you're going to see that. I, I don't discard that, but it just seems to me like if they wanted to do that, they could have done it already. Uh, the other thing, two other things one is who if they get rid of him who there just there just isn't any second person um and no, also I mean, there's not a second person i mean kamala is certainly not they don't like right, her either right. it's not a, but it's not about um him even being coherent or capable or anything else as long as they can manage the as the situation they can leave him there as the mannequin that he is. No, I know, but I think when it becomes unmanageable, I would hope that soon it would become unmanageable. With Republicans in charge of the House and all their investigations, I would hope that it becomes unmanageable. And and that is the first glimmer of hope that you have that the, that that maybe they they're losing a little bit of their their grip on the situation. But um, as long as the media continues to play games with it. Um, you know, and not report, then that's that's an amazing layer of protection by the media not reporting. I, I was thinking again yesterday about all the things that are not reported on. Not about forget about what all the stuff that we hear reported on. Think about of all the things that are not reported on. Um, I was thinking about the, the the Supreme Court leak for you know when it was leaked that hey they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Think about that. I think that there's only a grand total of a, like 36 potential suspects. And they can't find out who did it. And we don't hear anything about it anymore. 36 people. This isn't, invent- this isn't investigating Washington, D.C. or the country looking for a, the criminal. This is everybody is in one room. There's 36 of you. This is clue. This is. <laughs> yeah, it's just not true that they can't find who it is. Exactly. They know who it is. And and I was frustrated. I, I'll say this. We can say, well, they, they don't, you know, do some investigative reporting. Do your job and start getting the answers to these things. But it's not just ABC and CNN and MSNBC. Fox News could go. They, they have journalists. They could go do this work, too. Well, let's get into the meat of this podcast because there is a lot to talk about with this FTX. Get out the tinfoil, folks. Unroll a big piece of it and wrap it in the shape of a hat. Put it on your head because here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I don't really know. Well, it's hardly a conspiracy theory at this point. No. It, the, no. The, the, the crazy people are the ones that say, okay, I take that back. Conspiracy theories are real. It is. It's a theory of a conspiracy. And by the way, it's a, yeah. it, it is a it theory that wrong. is backed by a lot of yeah. evidence. It's like dad used to like say, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. No, the, the wackos these days are conspiracy deniers. Yeah. Okay, well, what are we even talking about here? FTX is a cryptocurrency that basically sprang up out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and this... sponsored everything. They're on the um, MLB umpire shirts, and we were like, what is this? And we looked it up. So and had all kinds of athletes and things, spokespersons. The Miami Heat Stadium, their, their arena is yeah. FTX Crypto Arena. Yeah, Crypto Arena or whatever, FTX Arena. So basically, the it, it sprung up overnight. So it was only 13 days after Joe Biden announced that he was going to run for president that Sam Bankman-Fried launched FTX Crypto Exchange. It was an overnight success. And then... Um, Essentially, what he did with that success is he was the second biggest donor to the Biden campaign, the second biggest donor um, then also recently to the midterm elections uh, for Democrats only behind George Soros. Now, one other thing about Sam Bankman-Fried's mother is that she's the co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap and Get Out the Vote organizations, including the Center for Voter Information. She also is listed on wef's the world economic forum website as a partner she's a wef partner that is sam bankman fried's mother okay i want to back up just a, a hair um ftx d- is not a cryptocurrency yeah ft it, it, it is an exchange is coin. it's where yeah. you go to exchange money to crypto back and forth they yeah. provide that service but they did introduce their own the coin their own coin their own token ftt right so anyway they made Tons and tons of money. And and one of my favorite parts about the whole thing is that, um, not favorite, just it's so ridiculously obvious that it's laughable. The um, We were taking our tax dollars and we were putting it into this war fund in Ukraine. So we were sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. We have sent billions of dollars to Ukraine. And it's really hard to process that amount of money. I mean... We obviously don't have any experience, and I doubt anybody listening has experience with moving that amount of money. Uh, it's difficult. So all of a sudden, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX come in and offer to help them manage the money coming in from the United States. So FTX is making money off of tax dollars being sent to Ukraine for this war and then taking it and giving it back to Democrat campaigns. And they also set up the website uh, donation thing that's like something for Ukraine uh, and then gave and gave the money directly to the Ukrainian National Bank or something like that from that. And the only reason that we know any of this, though, is because this guy is an idiot and he totally collapsed overnight, basically embezzled fund, took funds, took the money from his clients and transferred at least $10 billion of customer funds to Alameda Research when they were in a hole, which is run by his supposed girlfriend. Uh, And then he also just vanished, and they have no trace. So they know that that $10 billion, where that went, but there's like another about $2 billion in client 
funds that are just missing, just vanished. Uh, and so now they are under investigation by the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission, which interesting note here, the story that I found on that one was from the Daily Mail. And Cade found that he could not open that article when his VPN was set to New York, but he could access it on any other VPN. Yeah, I, I was... seems sketchy. So the... The VPN that I use will recommend like smart locations, um, not really geographically nearby, but what it thinks my fastest connection will be. A lot of times it's New York. I went to open the story. The story was literally blocked uh, because it was a UK Daily Mail. I thought for some weird reason, I, I switched to a server in the UK. It opened. I was able to read it. Then out of curiosity to see if it was just geographically New York, I switched the VPN to Dallas and it opened. So it is not a United States specific thing. It is a New York specific thing. Which is very strange. Yes, it is. This guy also that is under investigation by the DOJ and the Securities and Exchange Commission also is a guy who has gone to the White House, met with the... Um, met with the administration and given suggestions about and given input about regulations surrounding cryptocurrency. Yeah, when they were just, they just had a hearing and when he was on his way out, Maxine Waters blew him a kiss. Yeah. I want to, again, in a very general way, because this is all very confusing and new terminology to people. So FTX was this exchange where you can change money to, to crypto and crypto back to money. They, they created their own crypto coin, FTT. On the side, they had this, Ala, um, it's not Alameda, is it? Is Al that? Alameda yeah. Research. Alameda, Alameda Research. Research. That was an investment. That's where they basically, so that was the third thing that they were involved in, which is where they just basically went out and, and invested in the market, in funds, and tried to invest and make money. So when they had losses- Is that the research you put on here, or somebody said that concluded that ivermectin was- no, uh, ivermectin was but ineffective. That was for... something different, and that oh, so they but also it's tied funded research. Yes, okay, yeah, something different. Um, so yeah, because they fund they funded a lot of different projects and and uh, you know political causes and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, when they lost money in Alameda because they had bad investments, they took money then from like FTT and, and or FTX and moved those clients money over to cover their losses. So you have a yeah. shell, you have what's known as a shell game or a Ponzi scheme. The money, you're not allowed to do that. So they didn't have the money. They didn't have the cash reserves. And so this guy, I forget, he's got an oriental name, um, who's a competitive competitor in, in the crypto space, got he had a sense that this is not legit these people are are not you know on the up and up so he basically said i'm pulling my money out of it and that caused a run on the bank like it's like a, it's like a bank run it's go go watch yeah. it's a wonderful life it's like a bank run and when everybody wanted their money out of it it wasn't there to give it to them and it collapsed what is this uh you found a story later that said that Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. I I found a story that says yeah, because I was wondering about this because when um, Maxine Waters was asked about it, you know, she said, "Well, both sides receive money from it." Well, according to USA News, they have an article that, and I couldn't that says that Mitch McConnell received two point five million dollars uh, from FTX. So that doesn't surprise me. I mean, good What's grief, the he's limit already for he's dirty with China. Campaign. I thought I it, it said I, donated thirty six million to uh, Democrat campaigns across the country, but two point five million to just Mitch McConnell. That, I'm just telling you what the story says. Well, doesn't he have a pack? 
I was going to say, it, it went into some larger, yeah. you know, not him, not into his direct coffers. But here's the thing. The, another thing, the, there's a guy out there that, and I didn't take time to look up his name. I, I heard this reported multiple places. He's the guy, though, that like when Enron came in and they had dirty books and, you know, and all that kind of stuff came in and he's done this many different times to companies that have failed and have corruption and bad bookkeeping and, and deceptive bookkeeping you know, to clean the, the company up put it back together, get things squared away. And Enron, of course, being the biggest one. So he's done this a bunch and Enron was bad. He's, he has been called in to do this for FTX. And he said, this is by far the worst thing he's ever seen. There's nothing else that even compares to it. It's, it's, it's really a complete joke. This is like, okay, Seinfeld reference. This is like Kramer getting fired from a job that he doesn't really work at. You know, the guy goes, he goes, you're fired. He goes, I don't really work here. He goes, he, and he says, this, this report that you turned in, it's like you have no business training at all. <laughs> That's what this is. They have, it, it doesn't, it's not anything like a real thing. It's not, it's not legitimate is the guy's in name, any way. Is the guy's name Wesley H. Colwell? That, that could be it. He's a guy that testified that he fixed Enron's books. No, no, no. That's the guy that fixed their books, meaning he doctored the books i think oh you're talking about someone who went in and, yeah that's what i mean <laughs> so you're, oh i thought that's up. what you were talking about so you're talking about somebody who went in and cleaned it up the mess it? and put everything back no he came in as the corporate head to restructure the company and get it back on solid ground oh but if you don't actually fix the company's problems then you fix the books they were fixing the books he had to go in and in uh there's two different things the, you can fix yeah, so. The company itself the cook, or the called, books. He, he, what you're describing is he, he cooked the books. Yeah. That's what you would describe it as. I okay. feel like I've heard fixing So not the same too. guy. Like, so like I've heard fix the books. Like, yeah. But I just like... I just like, uh, like fixing a race or fixing... Yeah. I just like how you know Kramer is like, uh, this this report you turned in is like, you have like you have no business training at all. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this company was. That's what this guy is basically describing, that he's never seen anything like it. It wasn't, even, it wasn't legitimate in any way. Maybe this is a good time to play that clip from that. Mark. Yes. When anyone tries to pin SBF down on where he made his money, you can't get a cogent answer. Then you take into account that SBF is bailing out known Ponzi's and frauds in the crypto space. Everyone who's gone bankrupt or is a proven fraud, but nothing here fits. Everyone, everything reads like this thing is a complete scam. And I think this thing is dirty and rotten to the core. Now, isn't this before? Now, now, this was recorded. SBF is Sam Bakeman fried by the way. Yeah. This is, was recorded on, uh, this recorded on Hedge Eye uh, TV podcast. It's like Hedge with a Y-E on the end of it on October 11th. So a month before this hit the fan, this guy was saying this. And they played that on they played that on Tucker just talking about all the red flags that people basically ignored. Right. And everyone that really knew what was going on, everyone crypto is confusing. But everyone so, who's really in on it, I mean, if you would have shown them everything, they would have said, This is this is bad this isn't real. Are we alleging then that it's just a scheme to sum it all up? It was created as simply a scheme to pass the money that we were sending to Ukraine to make a profit on it and kick that money back 
the profit money back to the Democrat. Well, if you ask yourself what this guy says, I don't you could never get an answer of where the initial money came from to start this thing. Yeah, up. the guy is the guy is a criminal backed by U.S. intelligence. My guess is he's he along the lines of Epstein. Does he think he's going to get a, a deal with the U.S. intelligence, or does he have? A, does he think he has a get out of free jail free card because this was set up through U.S. intelligence or something um, to launder money back to the Democrats? I mean, that's where the that's it seems the most logical that that's where the initial startup capital came from. Because, See, but at the same time, they almost accomplished two things at once. Number one, you get to launder your money back into Democrat campaigns and win campaigns. I mean, that buys a lot of ad time. Um, and then the other thing you get to do is you get to try to prove to everyone the instability of crypto and show and give a, a, a major example of why the crypto market needs um, oversight, regulation. needs regulation, regulation right? and, yeah. and oversight. Okay. So I, I think that they're going to use it for that yeah, yeah, now yeah. that it's crashed. I want to say this, people, everybody that's out there listening. And if you're not into crypto, that's fine. Understand the bigger point. Crypto was invented and became popular so that it could not be regulated. It was outside <laughs> of the governmental financial system. So so far, the only one that seems to have any stability at all is Bitcoin. And the reason is because it original. happened naturally. Everyone yeah. else has tried to force everything or just flat out faked it like this one. Um, but you're right. It, the re they hate Bitcoin. The government right. hates Bitcoin. So, But what your point is, is if you propose this as a conspiracy that it was a way to delegitimize cryptocurrency so that they would the government would have a reason to come in and say well we have to regulate this yeah, because it was invented it was, well, in, it was invented so that there was no government regulation they either picked up on that as just a the cherry on top at the end i i this hasn't actually happened yet i haven't heard them say this but this could end up being either a cherry on top from their money laundering scheme or meant to be from the very beginning i'm not sure um but i have to imagine at some point they're going to try to use it you saw that the um i think the fed is doing a trial run a trial basis on a just a, a strictly digital currency and that CBDC, has already started Central like Bank earlier this currency. week yeah yeah oh my god they already started i did that. not know that and well, very specifically it's to you can have money. You can spend it at this place during this time. We can we can impose negative interest rates. It's it's all that stuff. We've talked about this a hundred times. The digital currency thing. But they've actually launched a, a kind of a pilot program from the Fed just earlier this week. I want to point to the bigger corruption of the whole system. Um, Dave Portnoy, of who I am no fan, was asked. Uh, I believe I I think it was on Tucker um, if there was any way to have seen this coming. And That's the founder of Ble Bleacher Report, yes. right? No, the founder of Barstool. Or Barstool. 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 And Barstool. he's and he's into investing and you know, but mostly he's into the 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 gaming, the gambling stuff. But he's into investing and stuff too. And his answer was no. And he said, and he gave a reason as the reason why you couldn't see it coming is because of all of these big name people, celebrities, but politicians and the media and all these people legitimized it. You know, and had That's their stupid. And to me. That, what, okay, then you go back to the soundbite that we played where that guy said it had red flags all over it. You absolutely should see that this is bad. What the normal person sees is what Portnoy is pointing at. And if you look at that, then you're, you're, 
you, you shouldn't be suspicious of it. That's just a warning. And that's why I wanted to say this. That's a warning to all of you. All of these people that are out there, the politicians, the celebrities, the, the media, they're all corrupt and they all benefited from this. When they're all singing the same tune like this, you better do your homework. If not just flat out running the opposite direction and believing the opposite true, you better do your homework. You're talking about celebrities and athletes, though. They're not corrupt. It's not they like were just Tom Brady. I'm, but he, no, no, no. Politicians, He's like, oh, I'm going to get paid. These, all so. these politicians yes. love but the guy. Saying, all the media love the guy. The financial talking heads love the guy. Okay, but that's not the problem. The problem is not to—I don't think that the core problem is that all the people that are endorsing this and got other people to believe in its legitimacy are corrupt. I think the problem is that we don't recognize that all of those people are normal people. Well, I'm going to say this. No, the I mean, they got duped as much as anybody else. The underlying foundation of that is the politicians. They yes. know. They know, yes, and but they benefited from it. But if you're it. saying they did like know so, it was a, they did know it was garbage, they did know it was corrupt, and they benefited from it. Yes, which is why they didn't actually put any of their money into it. I'm sure. But but what he's saying is celebrities and politicians legitimizing it. Um, the problem is that people are looking to celebrities and and, and athletes athlete. to legitimize oh, yeah. anything. But Tom Brady and Steph Curry and all and Larry David and all these people are being are legitimate. They're supporting it and, and promoting it because politicians are telling them, "Oh yeah, this is good." This I is, think they're supporting it because they're getting paid to be in the commercial. But yeah, they also, probably got supported like they put FTX was sponsoring, you know, although sports the jokes on them like because that. the jokes on them because a lot of them for those deals got paid in in cryptocurrency. In FTT, yeah. probably. Yeah, in FTT. How much was it? Like, <laughs> but you, six, was it six million or something that was Brady? Yeah, you I don't, don't think not like he cares. You don't think that those politicians have. Or those celebrities have politicians whispering in their ears. If you don't, then I, I don't even know who you are. Sure, but Brady's not. Yeah, he's yeah super political. He got into it because he got paid, and, and he thought all, he was going to make money. Yeah. He took a risk. I don't think a politician told Tom Brady to invest in FTX. I you add it all up, and it point it paints this picture of yeah. But Tom Brady is a Trump guy. Oh, Mitch McConnell is a Republican. He's the he's the Senate Minority Leader, and he Certainly. got two point five million dollars from. I, I agree, I agree, but I'm telling you that Tom Brady is more of a Trump guy. I guarantee that if you asked Tom Brady what his thoughts of Mitch McConnell were, number one, he wouldn't really know, but I'm sure he wouldn't yeah. really like him. Just, well, just, a lot of those celebrities are like that, and I and I understand what you're saying. I don't think yeah, especially a, the, every case. the more zeros, especially that, Hollywood, the more zeros, that, especially Hollywood, in the number, then the less. Uh, concerned he is about Question, the politics. Ask questions. Yes, exactly. But on this cryptocurrency note, um, you also mentioned that Sam Pickman Freed's mom is a supporter. Sorry, what did you say again? A World Economic Forum partner. You can find a, partner, like a page a about partner. her on their website. Yes, a partner of the World Economic Forum who is, they love cryptocurrency because of the control that if they get oversight, the control they can just if everything is digital, right? They can control your wallet, and they want to control everything. No, that's digital currency and cryptocurrency are two different things. They hate right. cryptocurrency. Uh, they love a digital currency. Cryptocurrency is like buying a stock. Yeah, it's like it's an actual Bit, physical Bitcoin. Item. 
Bitcoin, for example, there are only so many Bitcoins. They're never going to be added to it. It's, they're never going to issue more Bitcoin. But so digital a, currency is like credit. Right. So there's yeah. a certain okay. amount of Bitcoin. I You could only afford at this point to buy a fraction of a piece of one Bitcoin. Correct. With the price that it is. But digital currency is just digital money that they can digitally manipulate. Yes. Credits, credits and debits. They give and take away. Well, I have a question on this before you get, go much farther. Though, is I, I want you to just take this back to Louie and your church. What are they going to do? How are they going to handle it when we are forced onto a CBDC, central bank digital currency? How is a Christian church going to financially operate when the government is digitally controlling their money? How are you going to financially operate your church? Uh, we are discussing it. It could ultimately end up to where you dissolve the corporation and you just look like a New Testament church. Where the people are just supporting because I the- Because we're not doing it. We're, we're not going to be Ohio City Church of God Incorporated and have the government telling us what we can and can't spend money on via digital currency it's not that's not an option it's just not this is the mark of the beast and that is not an option and i also know that they're not going to if i go in there and fill out a withdrawal slip for all the money we have in the bank they're not going to give that to me in cash to take back and put in a safe because there will be no cash well they wouldn't give it to me anyways because you can't do those that that large of cash transactions it's not it's not legal anymore okay so for everyone's consideration. But in tying this to the Back to the World Economic Forum, that's all part of their desire to create that new world order that we've talked about before. And I just thought that it was pretty ironic, pretty funny, that on a YouTube video that the uh, World Economic Forum posted that was literally titled, Are We Ready for a New World Order? And there is, and they are talking about it, claiming it, and there is a fact check from YouTube that says the New World Order is a conspiracy theory, which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. So they fact checked the actual people declaring the very thing that they're saying is a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, they're, they're like the people that are legitimately controlling the world sitting on a stage going we are the new world order (laughs) and then youtube's like no there is no new world order and they're like they responded to the fact check yeah it's us we're the new world order (laughs) we live in a clown apparently some people are are ready to say the quiet part out loud and then the other people didn't get on board that they're not uh that it's time to go public. I don't know. How do you, I mean, do, do they contact, you know, <laughs> YouTube is owned by Google, who's owned by Alphabet, and you know that they're contacting the CEO, like, what are you doing fact-checking? You make it right. look like, because here's the thing, by YouTube fact-checking that there isn't a new world order and saying that it's, uh, oh, that's just a conspiracy about a cabal of whatever, YouTube is saying that what they're declaring themselves is a bad thing. So at this point, Maybe World YouTube Economic Forum... YouTube to no maintain some level of trust in the people so that, that when they can't... No, nah, I don't know. Trust with us? 
<laughs> trust with gone, the people? Yeah, no. What's happening is they the you're right. On the fence they didn't get the memo. On board with they it. didn't get the memo because at this point they don't want that fact checked. In fact, they would they instead the fact checked should say not that it doesn't exist. But that but the new wonderful. world order is good. That's what the yeah. fact check should say. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you saying, Cassidy, that you think that maybe the World Economic Forum? What? What, what was? No, no, it was well, a joke Economic about how Forum. YouTube might be on our side. Maybe they're. Oh no. Maybe well, it's no, a like they're trying to maintain yeah. trust, trust with the people with the that people. are like not quite ready to accept the new world order yet. Instead, the fact check. So there's a theory out there that the new world order is a bad thing, but it's not. It's a right. Good that's thing. what they should have fact checked. <laughs> wonder, yes, they should have said that some people think it's bad, but really, it's good. It's good. You wonder why these people, like at the World Economic Forum, would put all of this stuff just out there, just make videos of themselves saying, "You know, I am the Bond villain, and we are here to rule the world." Ha 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 ha. I mean, because they've you, accumulated an insurmountable amount of power. It, it's not only that. They, they totally get off on this. I mean, I they so. get off. They are, if I may use the expression, they are tubing to the thought of them being able to express <laughs> their power. They get <laughs> off on it. <laughs> Does that not register or is that? <laughs> no, I just... I don't find Jesus. that kind of thing as funny as Tubin. I'm I was not, actually trying I am to not look saying it as being funny. I am saying <laughs> they get funny. off on it. <laughs> I was trying to look up if there's a term for people who yeah, are called sexually aroused by power. Oh, yes, by feelings called, of power. Um, Eric Swalwell. Uh <laughs> oh. No, we got to move on. <laughs> We gotta move on. There's too many jokes about that guy. He is. That has to be a clinical term, though. But anyway. All that money that FTX so nicely helped us give to um, Ukraine, it's apparent that, um, which you have on here, in the last nine months, the U.S. has sent $91.3 billion to Ukraine, which is. 33% 33% more than Russia's annual military budget. Yet they still can't beat them. And not only that, oh. that Ukraine, apparently, our money is really not helping. It, yeah, we can really tell it's helping their military efforts, seeing as a defensive missile that they tried to fire off accidentally hit Poland and killed two people in a Polish I, village. I really want to talk about that. They said, um, okay, they said that it was an actual Russian, which means that. It's from the Cold War, probably. It's Cold War era, if it's still hanging around in Ukraine. So we're giving them all this money, and they're still depending on Cold War rockets. I'm going to go ahead and say they didn't get all that money. Well, not only they that. They gave it back to the Democrats. This is a false flag. I mean. I think so, too. The second I heard somebody say that this was from Russia, I, I thought there is absolutely i know nothing about it. it the words just left your mouth and hit my ear and there is no way that this rocket is from russia and no, anybody the actual target would have been lviv and it's too far away to make any sense it, it's not even that 
Russia is not going to provoke a NATO nation. They have their hands full with Ukraine. They are barely hanging on militarily. Why in God's name would you go try to start a war with all of the rest of NATO? There is no way. And anybody that thinks that needs to be immediately relieved of their position. I don't think anybody thought it was a purposeful a purposeful attack by Russia. Well, the only what, thing is that people thought that it was an errant like an errant rocket maybe fired by Russia. Not our buddy Vladimir hit. Zelensky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm talking about and someone there were a who, few more interest the State Department that were agreeing with him. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody who doesn't have interest in NATO joining the fight. Of course, Zelensky didn't thought it was from Russia and they purposely attacked. Well, why is our own, our own State Department officials suggesting that maybe the same thing is possible? Well, they they're just lying. Right. Yeah, but why but would anybody believe them, and why would we allow them to remain in their job when we know they are so patently lying? Well, no one did believe them, which is why the real the real story came out pretty quickly. Even that um, that uh, ninety one point three billion dollars, I, I think is low. I think it's over a hundred billion. It's hard to tell. You hear stories reported that we've given them eighteen, nineteen billion is so laughable, and I don't know if if that's because is that they, one, in one payment? Well, you know, well this was cash, this was arms, this was money, oh, yeah. this was for Supplies, this purpose, yeah. this was for that purpose. But when you we, total uh, it all up, we need to get some clarity here. We need to get some clarity here. So well, I'm just going to ask. Mr. President, how much money do you think that we have actually given to Ukraine? Billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars. There you go. There's your answer. I don't know what that was, but that's a lot. <laughs> I know it's a lot more than ninety-one billion. <laughs> Wait, you, that wasn't that was not plain enough for you. What what was it again? Billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars. There you go. That's oh, pl- simple enough. Me. What do you, what about that? Do you not understand? It's not that confusing. Do you have the Joe Biden laugh? I love that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is so creepy. <laughs> I was thinking earlier we said something about Kamala, and I was like, we need her cackle on here too. We need no. Her. That one actually. <laughs> this one is funny. That one's haunting. It's really similar. If you play them back and forth with Hillary, it's oh really gosh. hard to decide which one is worse. Which is more horrifying. But that one, like Dad said, it's just, <laughs> it's funny. That's a I dementia can, laugh. I, I hope I can laugh like that when I'm his age. It just, it's just really I creepy. I hope I laugh like that when I have dementia. <laughs> Hey, I saw we got an I was really offended. I got an ad from a um, assisted living place today that was just new in our area. I'm assuming they're sending it to me based on my age. So but they always are introducing new terms. It was assisted living and mental mental capability facility or something like that. It was like, where's that's the first time I've ever heard that term. And I told mom, instead of, should we call and see if we can open up, set up an account for Joe Biden? At least in America, they're offering you assisted assisted living. living. I was going to say, because if you were in Canada, they'd be offering you (laughs) assisted assisted death. (laughs) And pretty soon in March, we are like four months away. People, Canada will become one of the few nations in the world allowing medical aid and dying, or MAID, 
for sure. It makes it sound nice, right? Like a maid. Could you send in the for maid? For people? Yeah. Send in the maid. For Ro- people Rosie the robot is now just the Terminator. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let me continue, though. So, maid. For people whose sole underlying condition is depression, bipolar disorder, personality disorders, schizophrenia, PTSD, or any other mental affliction. That's like one in four people. Mental illness can be a reason. And I mean, hopefully psychiatrists and therapists are like putting very stringent. Hopefully they're just like, what do they want the world's population? They have to sign off on it. Half of Gen Z, it just came out, is diagnosed with some form of mental illness. So there you go. Nearly 5% of deaths in British Columbia, Canada last year were due to euthanasia. Whoa. 5% last year. That's a monstrous number. That is crazy. This is going to take it way through the roof. And I also have a story. um, There was a chronically ill man who started releasing audio of hospital staff offering him assisted death. And we'll link the um, article. And there's like ethicists and stuff going over that. Like, this is horrifying. Yeah. Hey, what was the thing that Matt Walsh was talking about that there was a a church that was doing like assisted suicide prayers. Prayer. Like, I hope made, my yeah. family understands this. It was like a prayer for people to pray yeah, as they were killing themselves. I, I have a new That's theory. That's Canada. They're, they're moving forward with all kinds of options. Just, you know, pick off a couple thousand here, a million here. I mean, just trying to reduce the, the, the earth yeah, it's population. Yeah, a kill off. I yeah. think it's a kill-off. I'm starting I, I to have get more new... and more convinced because it's from a lot of different avenues right. also right. that they're doing I, I have a new theory. I, I would, I mean, to go even more cons- tinfoil hat here is, yes, they're do- to kill people off, but then they're they're also creating this, and it's trendy to have a mental illness. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're uh... playing into, let's increase the mental illness population and offer them now assisted death. Yeah, if if I want to kill more people, then I I need and we can do it because they're mentally ill. Then I need to create more mentally ill people. They're doing a great job of that. Um, I have a new theory in that I think that coronavirus was specifically engineered to kill uh, quickly to clean out people who were old, frail, weak, ill, diseased because. The numbers that are coming out now with people that are going back and hard looking at this hard, there was virtually, when you look at the real numbers of people that actually died of COVID, not with COVID or something like that, but of COVID, it is all old, sick people. Virtually nobody, uh, you know, under the age of 65 and even 80, I've seen some of the numbers died directly from covid if you were old and sick you died of covid don't you know that the elderly have, are a tax burden you have the article that will link that says fewer than one percent of the four thousand cases that a certain this doctor reviewed were um the covid deaths i mean that he reviewed had occurred in people who were not already very unwell so 99 more right. than 99 percent of the COVID deaths he looked at, people were already very unwell. right, and he got and he got fired because of it. Um, and and that and that actually, uh, when I saw that, there was actually um, a similar study. A guy in Italy did the same thing, and he came to the same numbers. Um, and even when he was asked of, can you give me an illustration of this? Because he said, you know, maybe an out of these four thousand something in the dozens of people that actually were healthy died of COVID. 
And he said, you know, he was even that being generous. He said, well, can you give me a specific example of somebody who is young and health and, and diet and healthy and died of COVID? And even then, the the site, the case that he cited to that question was a guy that had leukemia. And he said, because my view is that at his age and leukemia is very treatable, he he didn't have to die from leukemia. So I even put him in the healthy category, but he still had leukemia. Everything that you're saying right now makes this statement that you had put in here by Neil deGrasse Tyson even stupider. He is one of the dumbest people with a high IQ that <laughs> this planet's ever pr- produced. Uh, it, he makes me think IQs are fake. This is how disingenuous this guy is. He's a hardcore atheist, evolutionist. And I read a quote by him recently, or it was even maybe I saw it, it was him talking about how wrestling was this greatest thing that he had done when he was young, and all these things it did for you. And he talked about you know how it affected you in your body, soul, body, mind, and soul. And I thought to myself, you are so you disingenuous because if you are an atheist, you do not believe that you have a soul. So you are a disingenuous idiot. So he said that conservatives lost a close midterm races because many of them did not get the COVID vaccine and died. So we lost voters. So we couldn't, that's, <laughs> those people would have voted for the conservatives, but because they were dead, because they were didn't get the vaccine, we lost these close races. That's super but weird. It should have been with like mission the, accomplished, with, I guess. That's really if, weird with all the uh, the midterm uh, record turnout for voting, for voting. Record turnout of voters. How does well, that mean a bunch of them are control. dead? What about well, all the you dead the people that vote? Population hit hit eight billion. Yeah, yeah, and then you throw on top of that, uh, Mitch McConnell or no, uh, Schumer, Chuck Schumer, saying we need to give amnesty to ele- these eleven million uh, uh, illegal immigrants. No, no, he said eleven million or however many there are. I was going to say that <laughs> eleven million. Care. That eleven million number has literally been being used since for, the, 90s. For the last twenty. Yeah, since the nineties, exactly. And Hang he's on, listen. Using, that number now more than ever we're short of workers uh we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to the only way we're going to have a great future in america is if we welcome and embrace immigrants the dreamers and all of them because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here my okay, absolute favorite part is how they're like million babies. They're like, hey, the great, re- hey, hey, the great replacement, the replacement theory. That's not a real thing. Also, replacement theory is great. <laughs> okay, it's not going to help your your employment numbers because you're just going to give all those people the same handouts you're giving everyone else. That's incentivizing them not to work, and that's the reason that you have you have open positions. Don't correct and him two, with facts. You are creating the infertility problem. And killing off all the babies that do, that could live. These people live. are evil. These people are evil. And I'll give you a warning, um, people. Just think about this and apply it to your situation and prepare as needed. There are seven, I just heard Mike Rowe going over this, Mr. Dirty Jobs guy. Seven million healthy American men in this country choosing, actively choosing not to participate in the workforce. At the same time, we have seven million less uh, um, um, or open jobs, and um, then we had what was it? How did he say that? Bef- anyways, and he says, and now we have on top of that, so we have all these jobs that aren't filled. We have people that aren't are, are looking, but at the same time, we have these uh, 
Amazon and these other companies are looking to lay off as we lead into their busiest time of the year. We're in for some weird. Yeah, that one shocks me. And that, that's just more about that's just more about the horrible state of the economy. If some place like FedEx is laying off drivers leading into Christmas, right? Yikes! So prepare accordingly. Yeah, I expect one day as a pastor be to pastor to be getting paid in eggs and and uh, you know. <laughs> no, I'm, so I'd be okay with that. We're gonna. I'm gonna be. People are gonna give me. A, you know, here's a here's an extra tube of toothpaste I bought at the store for you and your family. Here's some here's a chicken. The people so. who love you will give you eggs. The people who hate you will throw them at you. <laughs> I don't mind if I get if they throw eggs at me as long as they're hard boiled. As long as they're a, yeah. No, you'll get welts <laughs> no, if they throw. I can yeah, catch, but he can. I can catch those and use them still. Oh. He's perfectly fine with the welts if he can then retrieve the egg and consume it yes exactly i'll take a well if it means this protein ball goes inside me yep That's <laughs> how many raw eggs do you drink a day six to nine <laughs> six to nine for all the people out there it may be a texture issue for you but it has no taste to just drink an egg it has no taste unless the yolk breaks and then you get this slight taste of a yolk like you do when you have an over easy egg but other than that it doesn't taste like anything